This is an Area Code podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Tea, the place for delightful conversations about tough topics. It's your girl, Portia Collins. And Jasmine Holmes. Round of applause, everybody. Oh, let's not do that. Let's <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Y'all, listen. Me and Jasmine, we're going to be fighting for real, for real. Because she <laughs> thinks she is the boss. Oh I do. me. I she do. does. I do. She does. Whenever I put her ties on flat. Whenever she wants a podcast, she's like, hey girl, are you free? What you doing? When I want a podcast, I'm like, get your butt where you at this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I mean I like today my day has been so crazy, which I didn't even plan for it to be crazy, but here I am scrambling because I'm like, you know, she's going to kill me. I was. I was. I know. I know. But meanwhile, I, I can make threats like that all day and she she ain't going to be studying yeah, I'm me. not going to be moved <laughs> at all. And that's, you know, that brings us very well into our topic because you are a lot more easily threatened than I am. Yes. You, I am. you know, you are a lot more like intimidation tactics and stuff. You feel yeah, me? they be they be working on me sometimes. They be working, they be on, working on me sometimes. They, oh, they work on Don't me you know who you are? And she's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I be like, I don't know, man. I think, I think I I got like PTSD because I went sense. from being pop off Porsche to like the opposite end of the spectrum, like second guessing myself and like yep. i don't know i don't even know if i can hook up anymore we you know y'all know me i'm known for doing something very now that's one thing i am bold even when scared that fight will True. kick in you know True. i'm not gonna run away but whoo so i don't I, this is a bold move i don't know what i was thinking but i mean i had the podcast and so we just gonna make it do what it do she had to because of my bossy intimidation tactics absolutely uh, what are we talking oh. about today, Portia? <laughs> People and their What's intimidation, their intimidation tactics with People's labels. Intimidation <laughs> tactics with labels. How labels can be used for intimidation and how it works on Portia. So label her, y'all. Label. Yeah. Her. Like so. I, to be fully transparent, you know, we always tell us ourselves, okay, I don't want to be the smartest girl in the room. You know, I want people around me who are smarter and are capable mm-hmm. of doing things. But I think all of us struggle with the fear of not knowing something yeah. or not being as prepared as we think we should be or what what we think others expect of us. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear a lot of these terms that are thrown around Give me some today, of the terms. Give me some of the terms. Oh man, uh, Marxist. Marxist. <laughs> a small one, occasionally uh, heard. I mean, uh, girl, I hear it all the time. People <laughs> be calling me a Marxist, and I be like, "Look, I got a whole degree in political science," and I'm like, "You talking about the same Karl Marx that I know?" I don't think that's right. But then I be thinking they got some other kind of definition that I ain't got. And I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't learn everything I was supposed to in political theory one, and yeah, yeah. 
then I just like, I'd be like, okay, you got me. I'm going to just be quiet because apparently you know something that I don't know. But my friend Jackson here tells me. (laughs) Yes. What else? Yes. Um, Another one like in a different genre, but connected. Feminist, often. Mm -hmm. um, Complimentarian. Complimentarian. Although I don't Mm -hmm. get called complimentarian as a pejorative. I get called egalitarian or soft complimentarian, which is apparently egalitarian adjacent. Mm. So there's all these terms and all these labels that get thrown all over the place Mm -hmm. when it comes to discussions about topics and Christianity. And when I talk to Portia about this episode, what do you say, Portia? I don't know, fam. I don't don't know if this in my wheelhouse. I can talk about a a lot of things, but I'd be like, when these people be throwing these terms around and stuff, I'm like, I don't know if I know enough to have this conversation. Which is what those terms are meant to do to you. They are meant to intimidate you into silence or to provoke you into opposition. They are not meant Mm -hmm. to actually shed light on a situation. They are 90% of the time, it's something that's being thrown around in order to incite debate or to incite intimidation, not to educate. And, you know, Portia is... Compared to me, I guess you're new to the whole reformed evangelical mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. This is old hat for me. If people mm-hmm. decide to bar me out, I've been here all my life. I've been here longer than y'all been here. I'm not mm-hmm. going anywhere. So in this episode, we're coming from two different perspectives. One is a person who's kind of who grew up here hearing all these terms and kind of fluent in the language. And another person who did not grow up here is not so fluent in the language and does kind of stop when things are thrown at her and say, whoa, uh, okay, what, what do you mean by, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Why would you say that about mm-hmm. me? So one of the terms that kind of sparked this entire conversation was the term woke. And I asked on Twitter, by the time this episode comes out, it will be, oops, sorry. So this will be last week by the time the podcast comes out. But I asked, mm-hmm. explain it to me like I'm five, which... I thought it was like a common joke from The Office where Michael, the episode where Michael asks somebody to mm-hmm. explain bankruptcy to him like he's five. I mean, and so I was like, LOL, explain it to me like I'm five. Or like Denzel Washington in Philadelphia where he's talking mm-hmm. to Tom Hanks and he's like, obviously I'm not getting it. So explain it to me like I'm two. But people mm-hmm. were literally like, this is how I'd explain it to a five-year-old. And I was like, guys, <laughs> I'm not, I don't really mean explain it to me like a five-year-old. I mean, explain it simply. Um, so some definitions, you were asleep and now you're not, you woke up. Your identity is in your color, not in Christ. Different things to different folks, but it seems to be similar to what some Christians have referred to as moral vision. Woke equals a state of coming after awakening. Ready for the second coming. Follow me, follow me, be, act, think just like me. I'd say it means something you hadn't seen before. To know something you didn't know before and then change how you act about it. Okay. Um, aware systemic racism and taking action to dismantle it. Here's my attempt at a non-political definition, believing that you see something others don't and trying to tell them about it so they see it too, knowing things aren't fair for everyone and doing your best to fix it. What else? Abreast to (laughs) veiled injustices of marginalization to people groups. There was one really long one. Ah, okay. To be blinded to biblical definitions, worldview, and embrace progressive political agenda. Oh, wow. So if 
if the responses to that question illustrate anything, it is that there is a wide spectrum of what people think woke means, Mm -hmm. depending on who you're talking to. I've never called Mm -hmm. myself woke. However, I've been called woke before. I've been accused of not being woke enough. I've like Mm -hmm. all over the spectrum. I've experienced things all over the spectrum. And what's Mm -hmm. always interesting to me when it comes to these conversations is people who use terms like woke and SJW pejoratively use them as though they have some kind of secret knowledge Mm -hmm. that others can't access. And it makes you feel Mm -hmm. like, wait, am I doing something wrong? Am I? So some examples of tweets that I found, and I won't say names on this, which there's no stopping place once you begin down the road of woke gospel. Even those who ostensibly once claimed to be reformed, the categories of wokeness erase the categories of scripture. Okay. Mm. Yep, the globalists hate nations where true resistance to secular evil can be mustered and established, hence the new anti-nationalism. Satan loves the woke church. So there's just a few examples of of the fact that woke gets thrown around as a pejorative Mm -hmm. and the people who are using this pejorative don't seem to be operating from the same definition as some of the people who responded to... The tweet. Your original tweet. tweet. Mm -hmm. Right. So... Maybe you are not super fluent in evangelicalism's penchant for using labels as name calling, Portia. Um, (laughs) But I know that you are fluent in the scripture. What does the scripture say about bringing an offense to someone or calling someone out for sin? What should the steps be in that? So are we talking Matthew 18? Get it. Because that's what's popping in my head. Let me grab my Bible, guys, if you are with me turn to see how she just Matthew. lit up y'all i was talking about all that christianese yickety yak and she was like i don't even know and then i was like what does the bible say and she was like i got this <laughs> i got this baby i got this all right so i am looking for maybe matthew 18 chapter 18 going starting at the 15th verse and you let me know if this is not what you're looking for and we can go somewhere else but it says if your brother sins against you Go and rebuke him in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Okay, but stop he... right there. Stop right there. Stop okay. right there. Stop right there. How do uh-huh. we define sin, Portia? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the first place is if I think... <sighs> My little catechism brain is going like... Wee, wee. Okay, sin go. Is any... Sin is any transgression against the law of God. Yes. Yes. Any transgression against the law of God. Our sins, so Matthew 18 appears to me to be a situation where a specific sin Mm -hmm. has occurred. For Mm -hmm. a specific sin to have occurred, Mm -hmm. what's the standard? What's the standard for which I I decide what is a sin and what's not a sin? I mean, God makes the standard, not us. And then also, too, I think, this is where the context of the local church comes into play Mm -hmm. because it is easy to perceive something from 50,000 feet away, but you really don't have a relationship. You don't know any backstory. You don't know what's going on under the local shepherding. And so like this was written in the context of how can you even know the right of the local Mm -hmm. church? So Mm -hmm. that's the second thing that kind of stands out to me is like, Hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not, I, there are some instances where we can call out sin and we don't have to be in the same church as somebody, but 
if you are really going to be specific about saying, hey, you did X, Y, and Z, then it helps mm-hmm. to have some form of a relationship, which happens right. through the local body. So and that you have, can appro- Go yeah, ahead. And to have scriptural proof. I mean, I'm yeah. just not even there. I'm just at the scriptural proof part right. of it. And so gotcha. words True. like woke, social justice warrior, those are mm-hmm. not words that are in the Bible. Those are cultural right. words and cultural definitions that we've kind of taken on as believers Agreed. on whatever side of the conversation that we're on. Those mm-hmm. terms in and of themselves are not enough to indict someone, especially because those are not clearly defined terms in anybody's book. Absolutely. So my thing is to say like Satan loves the woke church. Honey, what is the woke church? Can you tell me? And and True. is it helpful to say that Satan loves something without telling me exactly what that thing is? I had a lot mm-hmm. of people be like, well, you know it when you see it. No. No, because you no. need to spell it out, right? You need to spell it out. <laughs> you need to spell And it's not anything different. It's so interesting to me in these conversations where one of the major problems that people have about conversations about race and justice is that nobody likes to feel as if another party is claiming to have a secret knowledge that they don't have access to. Mm-hmm. As a black woman, when I say things like, you know, my my experience as a black woman, I see, I cannot tell you how many times white people have come have been like, ugh. It's so annoying because it's like you can never win in, a, in this conversation because Agreed. everything goes back to you being a black woman. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know everything because you're, I mean, it's just this this frustration that I understand, even though I think that it's misplaced. Right. However, some of those exact same people are the people who are acting as though they have a secret knowledge and a secret, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, ability to have a litmus test about who's woke and who's not, who's a not, wolf right. and who's not, who's a social justice warrior and who's not. Right. There, there's, like, enough room for the quote-unquote secret knowledge accusations on both sides mm-hmm. of the table. Because I rarely see people conscientiously coming to a person and spelling out, look, you said this, and biblically, mm-hmm. here's where I think you're wrong. More often than right. not, I do see somebody saying, you said that, and that's woke. Mm. Yeah, you are oh. right. Okay, what I've is seen woke? <laughs> right, what is, right, right. What how, is what are you, how are you categorizing Right. Me? And honestly, the way that I felt with it, that's part of the reason why, and Jasmine and I have had this conversation so much, y'all, and I know that there have been elements where I have disengaged because I feel like if all you're going to do is call me names and not listen to me, if you're right. going to categorize me a certain way, and I'm telling you, either I'm A, telling you, I don't even know how you're defining this. So Mm -hmm. I can't even agree or disagree with you because we're not even operating on the same definition. Or if I flat out tell you, no, I'm not this. And you say, oh, yes, you are. Like, it's very uncharitable and honestly unfruitful. Like, I be thinking in my head. Yeah, I be thinking in my head, baby, I can go over here and tend to my baby and nurture (laughs) my marriage and cook some dinner and do all this other stuff. Right. Yes. From the outside looking in as a person who did not grow up in a reformed community and all this. Another thing that I think it just reeks of is sensationalism. I'm going to use this hot button word to bring attention to myself and my tweets and the things that I'm saying when it's really not beneficial to the church it's not edifying to the body do you know how many 
common women that I talk to on a daily basis who don't don't come from reform backgrounds who Mm-mm. who hears all this reform jargon they and they no just idea. say you know what right I just want I just want somebody to help me understand the gospel I yep. just want somebody yep. to help me understand it and they they will even speak as a woman of color or whatever mm-hmm. they will speak from their place and then get labeled oh you're just a Yep, SJW or this yep. and that. Do you know how encouraging that is for especially for weaker believers? Mm-hmm. And when I say weak, I'm not calling you weak like stupid just, weak or something younger, like that. But just, just starting out, yeah, younger, just, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Still younger in the, faith. in the faith, right? Right. Yes. New. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, it has certainly bugged me a lot but i honestly the thing is i haven't i'm i'm appreciative of, of this conversation right now because i i hadn't known what to do like i don't even know how to address this beat well it's because, because the more that you address it then the more labels you get it's not as though he, he, yeah. it's not it's not an accusation that you can reason with it's another word mm-hmm. i asked my instagram followers to like give me words Mm-hmm. That were mm-hmm. woke was a huge one. Social justice warrior was another one. Another one was feminist. Oh my goodness. And like, mm-hmm. I have been mm-hmm. called a feminist so many times, mm-hmm. <laughs> so many times. And it's just when I was growing up in a, maybe like, you know, fundamentalist adjacent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. upbringing, a feminist was a really bad word because that mm-hmm. meant that you did not agree with God's standards for manhood and womanhood you hated mm-hmm. men you and i know that some of my listeners are right now or some of our listeners are like that's not what feminism is i understand that i get i i understand and again mm-hmm. it's the same thing with woke like the definitions mm-hmm. fly mm-hmm. in different directions it depends on who you are so for some people feminism is equal rights for all women for other people mm-hmm. feminism is man hating baby hating you know right and mm-hmm. in my circles growing up femi- to call somebody a feminist was to accuse them of hating men hating their role, hating the fact that God made them a woman. And it took me a long time to get to a point where people will be like, oh, Jasmine, you're such a feminist. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. sure, okay. I don't, or or people will ask me like, hey, how does complementarianism work in your marriage? I don't have an answer to that question because I don't really use the label complementarianism because it's like bereft of meaning because everybody means something mm-hmm. different when they say it. So if you want to know like how we make decisions in our marriage, I would love to talk to you about that. If you want to know how right. we like set up, because it's just these words have just become dividing lines. And, and it's upsetting because labels have a use. Ideas right. have consequences. And it's really important to be able to name those mm-hmm. ideas in order to mm-hmm. combat, combat sinful ideas. And so it's really frustrating that labels that could be helpful in mm-hmm. advancing a conversation and establishing mm-hmm. common ground have just become mm-hmm. pejoratives that get thrown back and forth. And some of mm-hmm. it is, I mean, some of it's just willful ignorance, honestly. Right. Honestly. Right. I um, agree. I'm, re- I'm reminded of a conversation that I had with somebody about a year ago. Somebody I really, really respect. Very uh, older woman in the faith. And it was just a conversation about, like, okay, it was really me. Like, come to me and explain to me, like, complementarianism Mm -hmm. egalitarianism like what's the deal like if i didn't have any background which i at the time i had very minimal background Mm -hmm. explain it to me and the best thing that i think she provided was just saying well it was meant to be a fence an initial Mm -hmm. 
label to distinguish between Mm -hmm. some of the things that were happening or developing that were unbiblical. They're super new labels. Yeah, they're super new. Right. And so the thing is, it's like, instead of taking, it's like it's morphed into Mm -hmm. something else. Because I'm thinking, okay, offense just to distinguish this. That ain't what I'm hearing nowadays. No. I'm saying that's not what I'm seeing. It's in an some entire group. systematic theology. It is entire yes. systematic theology. There's mm-hmm. an entire systematic theology of anti wokeness. Mm-hmm. There is an entire systematic theology of anti feminism. Mm-hmm. There is an entire systematic theology of patriarchy. Like mm-hmm. we have gone beyond what the word says and come up with the systematic, systems. systematized mm-hmm. response to things to mm-hmm. identify people. It's like identify yourself or be shot on sight. Right. Give me your list of labels or I don't want to have anything to do but with you. you Give know, me your list of labels or you're not going to get any respect. You know, you know what that sounds like to me? Tell me. A cult. It sounds it, very yeah. cultish. It it's does. Like, and it appears very cultish to everybody looking at us from the outside. Mm. But, you know, a lot of the people who use these labels back and forth, I think that they like that it looks cultish from the outside because... It, your it's level like, of Christian fidelity uh, is determined by the world's hatred of you. Mm-hmm. So if people are looking at you and going, wow, you look so cultish and judgmental, you're like, oh yeah, pat myself on the back, man. I must be doing it right. <laughs> Y'all didn't see her facial expression. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, it's just, I think like, offense right. has become a, a, offensiveness has become a virtue but here's in, the thing. in a lot of these circles. Do you think, and that's what really like ugh, irks me, Jesus didn't seek to be hated. He knew that he would be hated, Mm -hmm. but his mission was not, oh, I'm going to go out here and say all these controversial things because I want people to know that I'm Jesus and I'm here to be hated. No, he was here about his father's business and he knew that being about his father's business, that that would come. Do you think, I don't even think that that was something... Well, I put it like this. I don't think that the text supports that that was something that Jesus wanted. I think it was hurtful to him that people hated Mm -hmm. and rejected him. And the fact that people idolize that almost now and they glorify it to such a way, like that's a badge of honor as a Christian. And there there are like different Hmm. sides of Jesus. There is the turning over the tables Mm -hmm. in the temple and the calling the Pharisees whitewashed tombs Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. There is Mm -hmm. him. He is in there. Agreed. But there's also that he who is without sin cast the first stone. Stone. Let the Mm -hmm. children come to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick a wide variety of people from different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. convictions to Mm -hmm. come into the fold and become Mm -hmm. more like. They they treat Jesus like this one dimensional caricature. And whatever side they're on, whether it's the super, super, super far left where it's like Mm -hmm. Jesus never offended anybody. He was just a peaceful little lamb or the other side. Right. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case with Jesus. I I feel like Jesus' main objective was his father's business, the truth. He spoke the truth and whichever way that that went. Okay. It's like, it's not, it's like he wasn't seeking notoriety. He was seeking right. to do, and so because when he spoke that truth, it could be applicable in a situation with the with a woman at the well, or it could be mm-hmm. applicable in a situation with the Pharisees who were talking out of the side of their neck, you know, because that truth was consistent throughout right. everything.
it's almost as if the standard changes with some of these people who are throwing these labels out. It's as if, what? like, uh, what? what? <laughs> Y'all should see her face. I cannot stand Jasmine. Okay, listen, sidebar. If I say I can't stand her, that means I love her. Are you saying that the goalposts move depending on which sin we're addressing? Yes, it does. A lot. Portia. And this you? is just what outside looking in, coming into the reform community. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, I keep seeing this goalpost, but one minute it's on a five yard line, next minute it's on a 50 it yard moves, line. Man. Like, it moves. Mm hmm. Yeah. Here's something I want you to notice in this entire conversation. I am working very hard to define my terms, mm-hmm. to speak slowly and clearly. Mm-hmm. And to not talk down to people like they're stupid. Right. Because I can understand that if you're a person who identifies as a white person and somebody's calling mm-hmm. whiteness evil, you feel like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You talking about me? So I want to be extremely careful to explain exactly what is meant by that terminology. Now, after right. I explain that terminology, if you decide that you don't want to use it, don't. I don't. Right. It's not terminology that I use. I. Right find it more helpful to use different terminology. I find it more helpful to um, explain what I mean a different way. Mm -hmm. It it keeps people from becoming offended. It keeps people's guards Mm -hmm. down. It keeps people humble. I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But I think the important lesson here is that we are not stopping to ask for explanation. We're not stopping to seek to understand. When you said this, it made me feel this way. What did you mean when you said it? Right. Hey, Malcolm, I'm going to write you a letter because I don't really like being called a white devil. Could you explain this to me? And Malcolm's like, happy to. Mm -hmm. Happy to. And you can walk away and you can say, you know what? I still don't like the way that Malcolm says that. Fine. But at least you don't like what he actually said and not what you think he's saying. Right. And I think that so many times with labels, that's, that's what happens. People hear one thing or they like see one thing. And instead of doing the hard work to get to know someone and Mm -hmm. to understand someone and to Mm -hmm. parse out someone's point of view, it's way easier to just label that person. Right. It's way easier to just mark and avoid that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if we've decided that feminism is evil and that woman is doing something that makes us uncomfortable, we'll just call her a feminist and we won't have to deal with what she's doing that makes us uncomfortable. If we decided that social justice warriors are evil and that conversational topic makes us uncomfortable, we'll just mark it as a social justice topic so we never have to engage in it. Not only Mm -hmm. do we not have to engage in it, but if anybody else engages in it and tries to hold us accountable to engage in it, then Mm -hmm. we can say that they're in sin. So not Mm -hmm. only have we then avoided a thing that we don't want to talk about, we put ourselves up on a pedestal because it's holy not to want to talk about it. So, you know, and you know what this reminds me of? I think that every person who... Is who's throwing these terms around will say that they're doing it to correct, quote unquote, mm-hmm. correct. But how can you truly correct without engaging? Mm-hmm. People want to create this umbrella and mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to put all this stuff under here and this is how I correct it. But like, literally, you're not engaging this as you should. And there are right. some people who are being wrongly labeled or wrongly categorized, or even barred, okay, mark this person, she's a bad person. I see this a lot with discernment ministries, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, which I'm going to be honest with y'all, I hate. 
I I, I don't think, I think what teaches us discernment is the scriptures and the Holy Spirit. But when people say to you, oh, this person over here, mark an X in a void, you and you don't even know the person from a can of paint. Like I hear a lot people of times what, that's gossip masquerading as disturbance. Exactly. That's exactly Often. what it is. And that's what this kind of is reminiscent of to me is like, oh, this person talked about race. This black woman talked about race mm-hmm. and the institution of race. Oh yeah. That's she's definitely a social justice warrior. And that's the, those are the only two things that you got. You don't know anything else about her. And then what so what's worse is that people can be so gullible and so impressionable that instead of doing the work well, to find out what they lazy. need, that lazy. too lazy, lazy. But instead of doing the work, I see this in Facebook groups all the time. Absolutely. Hey, so and so. Yeah, what who who what do you think about so and so? What about this person? What about that person? And I'm like, dude, just pick up a book and read it. Just because you read a book does not mean that, that information is just gonna consume your brain and yep. you lose the ability to sift through it and throw away, you know, if it's sinful or wrong or whatever, you should know right. how to discard that without feeling like it's going to just overtake you. You you know what I'm saying? Because so many believers are fighting a culture war right now instead mm. of fighting for the gospel. That's good, girl. They're trying to fight a culture war. And it's like, look, I'm not, I don't want to win over culture to my point of view. I want to win over culture to the gospel. Like, I want to spread the gospel. And this whole, like, this, I mean, we have this, like, battle ready mentality that is not a. Mm-hmm. New Testament bought with the blood of Christ, mm-hmm. Christ's grace extending to all of nations, going into every single nation. And but it's a very like pre-Jesus, you know, right? I battle agree. stance, shibboleth. Say it right now, Rama. <laughs> on site, shibboleth. It's on Look, site, baby. I probably be go- long gone because you know I got a lisp. <laughs> Y'all know I got a lisp, and it would have came out shibboleth. And I would have been dead. That's what would. That's what would have happened. And this is not at all. This is not an indictment on Israel for doing this. I have not mm-hmm. read. I've not read the passage yet, so I'm not sure if God told them to do this or if it's something they decided to do. But there are a lot of things that God tells the Israelites to do in um, the Pentateuch and in Joshua and Judges. That I mean, He tells them to go in and kill entire nations, mm-hmm. mothers, mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. slaughter. Okay, mm-hmm. He tells them to do all kinds of things that. To us, seem like, whoa, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's all in a display of his holiness. It's all in a display of his rescuing power to mm-hmm. the Israelites. Mm-hmm. However, we don't have to live like that anymore. We don't have to live like that anymore. Right. We don't have no. to go in destroying entire families and killing people on sight anymore. That's not right. what God requires of us anymore. It's not what he's told us to do anymore. He hasn't right. He hasn't commanded us to do that. Right. I and I just think that so often we're just like, well, let's just take a shortcut because like this whole going into all nations and preaching the gospel thing is like really complex mm-hmm. and complicated. So how about we just set up a password and then we just kill everybody who like doesn't know the password, yeah. who doesn't know the lingo, who can't get it, right. you know, who can't quite get it right. Instead of trying, instead of reading it and being like, hmm, okay, there's a lot of right. stuff in here. Could I, it gives me pause. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if I'm able to reach out to her and, and ask her what she means by this. 
giving right. her a chance to explain. Right. If they gave her a chance to explain, which for me, I read it, I understood it. I don't need mm-hmm. to explain. But if you but if you need it, explain. You know, or or, or if somebody right. that you that you trust posted, you can be like, okay, why'd you post this? Can you explain it for me? Right. Right. Then saying, you know what? Maybe I still don't agree. But thank you for taking the time to have that discussion with me. And man, the body of Christ sure is diverse and sure has diverse emphases. And yep. just moving on with your day. Yep. That is an option. Right. Right. It is an option. But it's not an option when you're like in a constant culture war and you're battling mm-hmm. against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. You know, so, I I have, I recently read and I got to finish it up because full transparency, I haven't finished it. But Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. Yep. And I think that she does definitely over probably about halfway through the book, but the first couple of chapters, um, particularly chapter two, which is entitled Doesn't Christianity Crush Diversity? And basically she's giving the argument against why true biblical Christianity does not crush diversity. But she does a very good job of making the point of how the concocted version, or let's just call it spade, is Christianity a white man's religion type thing? Right, right. That has certainly, the, the fact that there have been people who have perpetuated that has certainly crushed diversity. But mm-hmm. true biblical Christianity, there is no biblical support for the elimination of diversity anywhere in scripture. Now, hear me when you say this, because I know I can almost hear somebody saying on the back end, but doesn't Christ unify us all? Yes, he does. He does. But he does not, if, if he completely crushed diversity, then all of us would look the same, sound the same. You know, like I, I feel like if God wanted to eliminate diversity, completely then when we became unified in christ then he would have would have eliminated all the other differences but he doesn't because ultimately our diversity really is used to glorify christ all the more Mm -hmm. and i think we miss that by trying to make this synonymous you know, sect of people. Like I said, yes, mm-hmm. we are unified in Christ, but we are unified even among a diverse body of people who look different, who come from different places, yeah. who speak differently. God uses all those things for his glory. Yeah, Just absolutely. My it, it, I mean, you know. it's, it, it's also okay for people to have different emphasis. One thing that my dad says, because his whole thing, my dad has been talking about critical race theory and Gramsci and Marxism since I was like in diapers, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, everybody else, it's like really cool to talk about it now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo. He's been <laughs> doing this. He's been doing this. <laughs> Which is why people come to me and they're like, oh, you know, you're a social justice warrior. I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> you know who raised me? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I guarantee you that I already know about this topic but right he always he we were talking the other day and he was like you know people are on different fronts of this battle and my front is I have been talking about Gramsci and Marxism and social justice and all this stuff I've been talking about this for 20 years mm-hmm. and this is where I am this mm-hmm. is my front and he was like and I have people on the pro-life front 
mm-hmm. who get mad at me because I'm not as much on that front as I am on this front. He's mm-hmm. like, but this is my front. Right. This is my front. Right. And I just think that's a much healthier way to look at things. It's not my front. Mm-hmm. I don't think that cultural Marxism is the biggest threat to the church. Right. I think that a lack of Christian unity and focus on the gospel of Christ mm-hmm. as a uniter of Christians is the biggest threat to the church. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my front. I got to really think. I'm still exploring because there are a lot of things that I see that I think are huge threats to the church. And you could have more. I think for you, like one thing that I've definitely seen for you is a lack of theological education among women. Yes, that's exactly what, that's, that's not, where my brain was going. Like, and that's not my that's not my front. Mm-hmm. I'm not going mm-hmm. to have a Bible study and, mm-hmm. and educate women theologically. Does that mean that I don't love the Bible? Mm-hmm. No. no, that's just not your front. No, right? That's not my front. But, Porsche's doing but that, and I want to support her doing that. Think about this. Where is it? Oh my my! New Testament, maybe Corinthians, um, where it talks about the body. And I'm about to paraphrase big time, y'all. So don't sue me. But like, somebody is the head. Some well, yep. Christ is the head. We ain't got to say somebody. Christ is the head, but some of mm-hmm. us are arms, and some of us are legs, and some of us I are literally toes. Just did a whole workshop on this on this verse, literally. And and that's what I think we need to remember is that each of yes. us are called. We've all the Bible talks about how all of us have been given the ministry of of reconciliation, but how that looks, how that practically pans out, is different. And that is the beauty of the body of Christ is that mm-hmm. all of us have some form of work to do, whether that is serving, whether that is showing kindness, whether that is teaching, whether that is pastoring, whatever mm-hmm. it is, we've all been gifted with something to do. And like I said, it that is in it in in a nutshell, that's diversity. I have a friend, um, a Facebook friend who is a black female apologist who came out of like the whole Kemet, all of the, the black Hebrew Israelite, that whole thing over there. She came out of that, you know, and she believes Mm -hmm. that her front is to go back and to educate people biblically on how Christianity is not, quote unquote the white man's religion religion. right and what the bible says and i like i know that's not my my front i know that Mm -hmm. i when it comes to apologetics Mm -hmm. sometimes mine is weak as water you know but i respect the fact and i i like want to do anything that i can to support her and what she does and i think some people who have latched on to this woke thing have missed the fact that there are black brothers and sisters who are seeking to go back and snatch people who are being told the the real woke lie. You know what I'm saying? Like there are black brothers and sisters who are trying to approach black Hebrew like Israelites. Y- yes. And they are like trying Like the wokeness that denies Christ. Christ. Like that yes. wokeness. Yes. They are fighting <sighs> to snatch people out of the flames. And here you have mm-hmm. people on the other side of the spe- spectrum who have not taken time to even engage. They don't even care about these people who are, are succumbing to cults. Like I, like I see this as a black woman. I see people. I have friends who have all of a sudden I, I can tell from the po- post that they start making, the tweets, the legalism, all mm-hmm. of this. And I'm like, Lord, 
another one, you know, falling over here by the wayside. So I respect people who have the guts to engage and to go over there and say, look, I'm going to snatch you back from the the fires. I'm going to pull you out the flames. And I think that's what we have to remember instead of being so highly critical of everybody and threatened. I think that's another thing. Pride, feeling threatened instead of saying, okay, let me just take a step back and make sure that I'm, I'm right in my motives and what I'm doing and what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. on all sides because like I even have people I have black folks be like you're wasting your time talking to white people about racism I'm done talking to white people about mm-hmm. racism and I'm like you're you are allowed to be done mm-hmm. That's, right you're allowed to be done mm-hmm. I however don't feel like I'm done I feel like mm-hmm. I was raised in the suburbs in spring Texas and I have a very unique opportunity to engage speak into and to engage certain things about race and ethnicity i have the patience to do it Mm -hmm. i still have the strength to do it i still have the gumption to teach in my all-white private school in jackson Mm -hmm. mississippi not every black woman has that gumption and i respect that Mm -hmm. but i do and so that's where i am and that's what i'm doing and i don't have to feel threatened by somebody who's doing things differently in a different context Mm. because i'm only I'm here and I'm in my context. Mm. And I, I feel like so much of this this whole Twitter wars thing is just rubbernecking and being jealous of other people's platforms yep. and trying to build our platform by detracting from other people's yes. platforms and not engaging intellectually, but just engaging in name calling mm. to garner like shock takes and like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's just, it's, it is discouraging. And that's not what we're about right now. We're really supposed mm-hmm. to be trying to, shepherd and to encourage and to mm-hmm. you literally think that somebody mm-hmm. is wrong and you want to win them over which that's the purpose of matthew 18 it is mm-hmm. to win your mother brother not to own mm-hmm. your brother yeah to win yeah. your brother mm-hmm. and if you really want to win your brother mm-hmm. come with the scriptures right it, it, right down, if you're going to use the label right. define the label right. so that we all when i was in debate we had to define our terms before we got into the argument we had to say mm-hmm. this is what i mean when i say this mm-hmm. like take the time and one thing that I noticed when I, and, and again, you know, Twitter, I, I don't have as many followers as other people. So I don't know if this is a real like test. But when I said, what is woke? I got a lot of responses. When I said, how can you tell if somebody's woke? I got a lot of people being like, oh, you'll just know. What does that mean? How will you just know? Like, if it's that kind of secret knowledge like that, and you'll just know when you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, then should we really even be using the term? Because it sounds imprecise to me. Mm. Like, Girl. if it can't be, precision Precision is important when we're talking about sin. Precision is important when we're talking about deeds of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So that's where I just want to um, leave off here is just yeah. saying that it is important to be precise in our language. And mm-hmm. if we're going to call somebody on their sin, have biblical backing for that. That's not like buzzwords and catchphrases mm-hmm. and shibboleths. Mm. Well, honestly, I'm walking away from this conversation feeling so much more, I guess, confident. Not saying that I just got it all and I got the cliff notes, but just knowing that I don't need to feel bad 
when people throw around labels or things like that or when they try to categorize you as yeah. something like I don't need to feel bad if anything it should spur me okay let me look into what do you mean by that exactly. what are you saying what, you what causes that? you do not to call don't me. just own it yeah right yeah. right right because that's shame and we're gonna have a whole episode about shame coming up mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. it is it is shame and it is not a godly guilt that leads to repentance right Right. It's worldly shame that leads you to walk in lockstep with people who want you to submit to them mm-hmm. and not necessarily to Christ. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that when you hear those terms, what you're feeling mm-hmm. is actual conviction of sin. Right. And not just conviction because you don't look like the people who threw those terms at you. Right. Because looking like them is not the point. Right. Come on, girl. It's just bullying. It's mean girls. You can't it is. sit with us. I know. You're woke. All right, fine. I mean, I woke up this morning. Portion. I mean, that's that'd be the best I, I got. Did. I'd be like, I woke, I woke up, up this morning. morning. What you talking about? I'm woke like, right now. My eyes open. Like, like, I'm gonna vote. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Explain it to me. Oh. Spell it out. Make people spell. Make people spell things out. And mm-hmm. if they don't have time to spell them things out, then they don't care enough about you to be throwing stuff at you. I guess I was scared to even have this conversation at first. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, it just scares me. I was like, bu- it's bullying. Uh, yeah, that like, makes me so upset that you were scared to have a conversation that is bullying. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because it's like anything you say can and will be used against you. That's, a, and it's like, that's hey, exactly a, how I whoa. feel. I was like, what a world to live in. We're supposed right. to be siblings in Christ, and I'm afraid of being indicted. Right. I'm, 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 instead listen. of somebody coming to me and saying, hey, Jasmine, you said this in the podcast. Can you explain more? I'm afraid of being canceled. Right. That's ridiculous. Not even just canceled. I don't want to be slapped on nobody's uh, discernment blog. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. But that is not the world that we need to be living it, in as brothers and sisters right, in Christ. Afraid, right. like that kind of fear right. over literally just having a conversation. Right. We didn't call it anybody's name. Right. Right. You know, we didn't and, like, and like I said, I always we know that you are, you're going to be very, you know, charitable and all of that. It's just, it, like I said, it wasn't even, it wasn't you. It was just the nature of the conversation. And I was like, I, I don't know, you know, but like, y'all, this is exactly why, we, why we're doing what we do. And so this is, a, for most of our podcasts, I think me and Jasmine have pretty, there's been a lot of harmony between what we discussed or a lot of knowledge on both of our parts but this was really a conversation when we were coming to the table where i'm like i don't know and i'm nervous you do know yeah apparently more than i thought i knew (laughs) what others were making me feel like Mm -hmm. i didn't know you do know you have the capability to pick up a book and know everybody does yeah so i feel better and i hope that you guys that this conversation will motivate you guys to think critically. Again, we, we say this all Learn the time. And talk. Yes. yes. Think crit- critically to engage charitably. We're not saying throw the terms out. We're just saying know what they mean before you throw them at somebody. And if somebody throws them at you, ask them what they mean by right. it. Right. All right. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was helpful to you. As always, we want to remind you that Sweet Tea is a podcast produced by the Area Code Network. To learn more or to subscribe to the newsletter, please visit www.areacodenetwork.com.
want to say that Carson City is the capital of Nevada. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people have been keeping up with this. I've had friends to message me <laughs> and say, hey, I know the capital of so-and-so. And I'm like, well, praise God for that. Meanwhile, I'm still Capital over here looking. People unite. I'm over here looking on the map because I'm like, I ain't got time, baby. Mm-mm. This is an area code podcast.